Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb, available at Walgreens. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Lauren, let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to 76ers Twitter Spaces. I'm Matt Murphy, along with Lauren Rosen. If you're new, we do these after every Sixers win. We take questions and topics from you out there. We want you to be part of this discussion. You can click on our avatars at the top. Send us a message. Let us know your thoughts from an exciting Sixers win over the Boston Celtics, 108-103 on the road. Some dominant play from Joel Embiid and also from the trio of Embiid, Harris, and Curry. But without further ado, let's get started. Lauren, it was a good one. 108-103, the Sixers needed one to, to get back in the win column. Embiid led the way with 41 points. Yeah, it was something else, Matt Murphy. Such a pleasure to watch the guys get back in, in such a big way. I'll run through a couple other statistics. Joel Embiid, like you said, 41 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 4 blocks. Tobias Harris, 25 points, 7 assists, sorry, rather, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal. And Seth Curry, 26 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. A really, really strong outing. From the three of them, no Tyrese Maxey due to a left quad contusion last night. George Niang, Furkan Korkmaz, Shake Milton, Andre Drummond all also out. Drummond, Drummond, Milton, and Niang due to health and safety protocols. Korkmaz due to a non-COVID illness. So the bench was extraordinarily depleted last night. The Sixers still found a way to make it work. I like what Doc Rivers said about the bench unit that did play. That included Isaiah Joe, Charles Bassey, Aaron Henry, and Miles Powell. He said that while they didn't do a lot 
in the scoring column, Isaiah Joe, the only one to score a point off the bench. He said that that group did everything else that they could have everywhere else. And I think that that's something certainly worth celebrating. I think I would like to definitely talk a little bit about Miles Powell later on. So if you're a part of the Miles Powell or Seton Hall fan club, stick around for that as well, because his last 72 hours plus have been pretty insane going from the G League to the Sixers bench and making his NBA debut last night. As Lauren gave Joel's full stat line from the win over Boston, I like some stats that contextualize it a little bit and There's not a better one I've seen recently than this one from ESPN Stats and Information that Joel had 40, 10, 5 assists and 4 blocks in a game for the third time in his career. The only player with more such games since blocks became official in 1973-74, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with 4 such games. So that is very impressive. Again, send us your questions, reply to the Sixers tweet, tweet to us or message us by clicking on our names at the top of this space. Thanks for being with us. Lauren, if we don't get questions, I think we just need to read Andre Drummond and George Niang's in-game tweets from last night and just break those down, maybe rank (laughs) those in terms of the ones we like the most. But that was fun. Those guys obviously dealing with health and safety protocols not available for the Sixers, but tweeting as if they're they were Sixers fans. They are Sixers fans, but rooting their their teammates on last night from afar. Yeah, good to see those guys supporting from afar, like you said. And and obviously frustrating. Those are players, especially we've seen it from George, who just want to be out there. Um, so obviously sending our best to those guys um, as they continue to work their way through health and safety protocols. Um, I do have a question from Emily. She said, if Joel keeps producing like he did last night and the rest of the team is at 100% health, what else do we need to win a championship? I mean, it's a good question, but those are two big ifs, right? Joel, of course, we've seen him capable of putting up some incredible outings, but if the rest of the team is at 100% health, that's an if that we have not even seen yet uh, this season. So that's something that I would look forward to in isolation. Last night, a very impressive win despite being undermanned and even within the group that was there, not everybody able to score at a high rate. So the in theory, with everybody at 100% health, uh, the Sixers would be an absolute force to be reckoned with. Matt, what do you think about the Sixers' potential if fully healthy? Again, something we have not seen yet this year. That is a really good question. And Embiid, as the closer, has taken on some life here in terms of fans and their reaction two Sixers games, and he certainly closed last night's game. Again, we're just breaking down this Sixers win 108-103 over the Celtics on the road to Snappa, a losing skid. Embiid was certainly the closer. He has been in a lot of games this year, but I think when it comes to what they need, last night's not really a great game to look at because of all the players that were missing or maybe because of the players that were individually without Tyrese Maxey and Shake Milton. One of the first things Doc Rivers said post-game is that Seth Curry stepped up and played point guard. And that was one of Andre Drummond's tweets as we reference him supporting his teammates during the game. That was one of the shout-outs that he gave. So I think come playoff time, that that's not going to look that way in the rotation in terms of ball handling and how that gets divvied up. But credit to the Sixers for making that lineup work. It was their 16th different starting lineup you had a tweet about Danny Green and Matisse Thibel playing together in the starting lineup as well 
Yeah, so Danny and Matisse have started together last season, but this was the first time that they started together this season. And it was interesting to, to call back to Danny Green's media availability a couple of days ago, answering a question from the Inquirer's D Gina Mizell, um, talking about how much he enjoys playing alongside Matisse. He said the most time, Danny said, the most fun we've ever had is when we share the floor together. We don't get to do that often. And then Danny Green went on to talk about how they approach matchups when they are splitting time on the floor, often splitting time guarding similar or the same players. Danny said, switching off, me and Matisse, we talk to each other and figure out what's the best way to approach superstars in this league. It's hard to stop them, but we try to contain them. We both put our heads together and figure it out. And they have figured it out as the season's gone along. And then, of course, last night, together in the starting lineup, saw some, saw some good things from both of them on both ends of the floor. Liked what Matisse and Joel were able to do with a little bit of some flashes of a two-man game between the two of them. Joel finding Matisse for a couple wide open dunks, which were awesome to see. And then Danny, of course, hits a big three down the stretch, a quieter shooting night up until that point, but keeping the Sixers in the game with that fearlessness and his ability to knock down big shots late. So good to see the two of them. Of course, we're going to talk more about the trio of Curry, Harris, and Embiid and the historic rate at which the three of them were able to score last night. But the supporting cast of Thibel and Green did a really great job in that starting lineup as well. We don't always have a, a question of the day, but I think something maybe to get people going a little bit more, I've got some questions coming in now as well, would be what impressed you the most about the win? Embiid would be one of the answers, obviously, and, and we've talked about that, but maybe something else stood out to you. A, a note that I got, I think the biggest reason for that win was our energy. Finally seemed like we didn't get out-hustled and had hands up on every shot. Here's another question within that broader question I, I posed. Which bench piece steps up Thursday? So the next game is Thursday against the Hawks. What do you think about that, Lauren? Looking at that bench or what the bench might be on Thursday, who's someone maybe under the radar from last night that you could see stepping up on Thursday against Atlanta, a team the Sixers have had success against this season? I mean, I like the potential of Isaiah Joe, certainly. Um, we saw some amazing things from Isaiah during the preseason and the early running of this season. His fearlessness, the way that he works on his shot, his range is something that I think the Sixers are going to come to really love as Joe's career continues to grow. So he's one for me to watch. And then I loved, first of all, we got to talk about the story of Miles Powell getting to yes. the Sixers last night. The condensed version, and Matt, I'm sure you can give a little bit more color here, but the condensed condensed version of the story is, is Miles Powell made his G League debut this season. He was rehabbing an injury. He made his debut for the Westchester Knicks. He played for them last season. Made that debut on Friday in Wilmington against your Delaware Bluecoats, Matt Murphy. Played <laughs> well. Finds out on Saturday that the Sixers are going to sign him to a two-way contract but on Saturday the Knicks and the Westchester Knicks and Blue Coats alike were flying to Las Vegas where they were going to participate in the G League Winter Showcase where they did participate the next day so at this point Powell has found out that he's going to be a two-way for the Sixers he plays for the Blue Coats in Vegas on Sunday flies out with Paul Reed and Aaron Henry to Boston after that game and then plays for the Sixers on Monday. So to review, he played for three different teams in four days in three different cities. Um, and hearing him sort of recap what the what these few days have been like for him and how excited he was to then get to share the floor with Joel Embiid on a historic night for Joel in his first NBA game. 
really put a smile on my face. And, and I loved, loved, loved hearing that story. So obviously hard for a guy like Miles Powell to come not only to a new team, but into a new league, making his NBA debut with no time to prepare. Um, will be cool to see what he's able to do with a few days under his belt in the system. Think about it. By Thursday, he's going to have 400% more preparation than he had for Monday's <laughs> game. So looking forward to seeing more out of him. And for those that don't know, Matt is the voice of the Delaware Bluecoats. He was on the call uh, when Miles made his G League debut this season on Friday. What do you like about what he brings to the table? Well, I love the Isaiah Joe pick. I love the Miles Powell uh, talk ahead of Thursday's game. And I, I, if I had to make a prediction, I would say he gets his first NBA points on Thursday against the Hawks. Seems we don't, like a reasonable guess. Yeah. We, we don't know <laughs> who will be in or out of the lineup or anything like that, but he is known to be a very good scorer. He shot it really well from beyond the arc in the G League a small sample size last year and tail messaged me about miles first they said i was thrilled by the way the sixers were able to actually show they can compete and close games out after a big comeback see your g league guy miles powell's story is terrific was a fan at seton hall and to give his post game a little love playing at seton hall on some really good teams he's dealt with the media and he really crushed his post game media last night after his NBA debut. I just want to read one one part of Miles Powell's post-game answers when he was asked about what the last few days have been like, as you described, going from the G League to the NBA. And you explained some of this, but in his own words, Miles Powell said, Friday was actually my first game this season. I came off a knee injury, a nine-month knee injury. I played my first game this year against the Bluecoats. Saturday, I traveled to Vegas with the Westchester Knicks. So he's still a Westchester Knick at that time. He and the Knicks, we had a layover in Dallas. When I got to Dallas, my agent FaceTimed me and he was like, tomorrow you'll be signing a contract with the 76ers. I had like an hour and a half flight from Dallas to Vegas and I cried for maybe like the first 45 minutes of the flight. I couldn't call anybody. I couldn't talk to anybody. I couldn't believe it. And then he, he went on to explain... The process of opting in to the Blue Coats game the following day, which was at two o'clock local time in Vegas, and helping them get a win in the first round of the G League Showcase Cup, and then being added to the Sixers group chat and told that they would be packing their stuff up before that Blue Coats game and for Boston, and then hopping on the plane after the G League game and getting to Boston to suit up with the Sixers. So what a story that is. Just that quote. I think like the the guys that make it from the G League and right now in the NBA, Lauren, this is a, a crazy time with so many players entering health and safety protocols. And that should be the most serious thing on everyone's mind. But it has and will continue to create opportunities for the Miles Pals of the world, who whether it was due to injury or whatever circumstance, haven't had their look yet. And they're getting it a lot of them are getting it now more than we usually see. So a lot of dreams are coming true. And, and Miles Powell is the latest example for us uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah, what a pleasure it was to hear him discuss what the last three days have been like. Um, I want to go to a couple more questions that we've had this morning. Um, a question about, oh, shoot, I lost it, Matt. I lost it. Oh, no. Here's one from Dylan. Not a question, just a statement. Hashtag MVP'd. <laughs> I don't think that 
it, I mean, it, when Joel Embiid plays the way that he played last night, we've talked about the stat line, but let's talk about maybe the fourth quarter that Joel Embiid had. He had 17 points in the fourth quarter alone. He was tremendous, tremendous down the stretch for the team with those, I believe, six straight points. Um, 17 points, 9 for 10 from the free throw line in the fourth quarter, 4 for 7 from the field with a steal and two blocked shots in the fourth quarter alone. The team in the fourth quarter, Matt, was 56.2% from the field, 50% from three, 91.7% from the line. And, and that's how you close down a game. The Sixers, of course, took a lead in the first quarter, took a slim lead into halftime, but fell, fell back during that third quarter, went into the fourth quarter, down five, and came out to outscore outscore the Celtics 33-23 to 23 in that fourth period. It was an absolute masterclass from Joel Embiid down the stretch, showing how he can be an elite closer in this league on the road in a rivalry matchup, going up against one of the best fourth quarter scorers in this league in Jason Tatum. So absolutely so impressed by what Joel was able to do last night. And if he continues this way, of course, it's going to be tricky with, with, with time missed due to COVID and time missed due to injury, but Joel continues to play himself into the MVP conversation now year after year, starting to feel like he's going to be a perennial MVP candidate over the next few seasons and hope, of course, that the game's played category can fall more in his favor in the coming months and years. But yeah, absolute pleasure to watch that fourth quarter, especially watching Joel Embiid in it last night. What did you think? What did you make MVP? MVP was awesome to watch. It was so good. And if you want to let us know your thoughts on Joel or the Sixers as a whole and the win, message us by clicking at the top on either of our profiles or tweet to us or the Sixers, and we'll get to your question or topic here on Twitter Spaces. But it was an awesome finish from Embiid. Actually, when they went down late in the game, Danny Green's three, which was huge, and Seth Curry drew the extra man and, and made the next pass. When Danny Green hit the three at the 143 mark of the fourth quarter, that was a 99-98 Sixers lead. From there, it was Embiid scoring the next nine points of a 12-5 run to end the game. And I was actually a little bit behind on on tv <laughs> and i was following the the quickest box score that i know of out there online and it gives you the play-by-play -play, and i saw the, the score change and i saw that Embiid had scored and i just knew that it was a mid-range jump shot before it even <laughs> came on the tv i anticipated that because he had just hit some but it was incredible how many of those he made last night and it was fitting for it to end that way. So I, I knew what was going to happen before it actually happened in front of me. But two big shots, not only the green three, but when Boston took a, a close to double-digit lead in the second half, um, late in the fourth, Matisse Thibel knocked down a big three as well to cut it back to four. So Matisse's three and then later Danny's three were, were big shots to pave the way for Embiid to close it out. Yeah, Danny Green and Matisse Thibel, the best supporting actors in that fourth quarter. Both of them <laughs> had three points, two steals. Again, in the fourth quarter alone, each of them had two steals. Each of them had a three-pointer that really, really mattered in that game. I, I agree with you. Matisse kept the Sixers in it when it felt like maybe the game was getting away from them. Leads me to a question that I'm seeing on my Twitter. If Matisse averages 12 or so points per game, where do you see his career going? 
at the risk of sounding cheesy, I would say if Matisse averages 12 or so points per game, his career is going to the moon with what he's able to do. <laughs> what he's able to do defensively is already carved out what is sure to be a successful career in this league. And we've seen now over and over again, actually, with a team that doesn't rely on him defensively, his willingness to take big shots, his willingness to make other teams pay when they sag off of him defensively. That's what this team needs from Matisse right now. The reality is that they don't need heavy scoring from Matisse Thibel. Seven points last night, that's about what they need from him. Taking the shots and making making opposing defensive defenses pay for not covering him again because that takes attention away from Joel Embiid, away from Tobias Harris, away from Seth Curry. As long as Matisse is doing that, he's doing his job offensively for this team. And of course, there's always there's always room to grow. And because of how good he is defensively, I think Matisse gets a lot of flack for what he does offensively because fans so badly want to see him match those things up. But I would urge people to remember, again, there are plenty of players in this league that excel offensively to a to a very very high level and we don't really rag on their defense quite as much so I'd ask for a little grace for Matisse there but when you ask if he could average 12 points per game that's a question that again we talk about his his performance with the Olympics in the Olympics a lot I think with Australia he was asked to perform on a higher level offensively he was asked to be a creator to create for himself to create for others to get the job done offensively with that team in a way that he has not been asked to do with the Sixers this is someone who came in and has now had three seasons in which his team has been competing for playoff appearances striving for championships that's a hard thing for a young guy to do coming into the NBA for the first time and what the Olympics proved is that when Matisse is given more of an offensive load, he's willing to take it on and he can be successful with it. So whether it's on this contract, on his next contract with the Sixers or beyond, Matisse has shown that he can produce offensively and given those opportunities, willing to take big shots, willing to grow, able to produce when he's asked to. I don't think that that's that big of an ask. 12 points per game is a lot from from a young player who is more of a defensive weapon than an offensive weapon, but I don't think that's out of the question at all. Matt Murphy, your thoughts? Matisse has had some games with two threes. Imagine that those were four three games. That would be something. And our friend Mathief here on Twitter also said, is Matisse the first player to smile after he receives a tech with a laughing emoji? Um, Not often that you see Matisse get teed up, but it is often that you see him smile out there on the court. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, the Sixers, of course, doing a good did a good job last night uh, combating, let's say, combating some adversity. Um, we've seen it all year long and, and will continue to be the case regardless of what team you root for. If you're a Celtics fan last night, I'm sure there's calls that you didn't like either, but continued to work through moments where they did not agree with what was happening on the court and found a way to get it done when it mattered. Credit, of course, we talked about Isaiah Joe, but Isaiah Joe had to close out that game with the starting lineup out absent Matisse, who did end up fouling out in the final minutes of that one. So credit to Isaiah Joe for stepping up and stepping in with the starters. Isaiah is accustomed to playing alongside the second unit when someone is missing, but last night he had to play with the first unit when someone was missing. So credit to him for holding it down. Um, it was it was cool to see him play meaningful minutes in what became a meaningful game. Totally. Anybody with a last-minute topic or question, get it in now. Um... Where I was going to go is when you talk about that lineup and Matisse and Danny starting together and the ability to concentrate on defense. Well, not only Embiid with the 41-point 
game and the huge stat line around it with the 10 rebounds and all that and the five assists and go down the list, Seth Curry and Tobias Harris help someone like Matisse in that sense when they both made all three of their threes last night. They scored 25 plus. Seth Curry's automatic everywhere on the floor, but a lot of his it, he's shooting mid-range jumpers at an unprecedented rate, leading the league in percentage on mid-range jumpers over 60%. Curry was 10 of 14 from the floor last night overall, including those three threes. Tobias played 41 minutes, which was a game high. It was good to see Harris make three threes last night as that trio scored incredibly well on the road, which is so, so encouraging. Yeah, an aggressive and efficient Tobias Harris last night. I don't know if we've given him enough shine yet on this Twitter space. It's 25 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. Tobias was 7 for 13 from the field and a perfect 3 for 3 from deep, 8 for 10 from the line. And Tobias Harris is not going to be happy with himself for 8 for 10 from the line. He's historically a better free throw shooter than that, holds himself to a really high standard on that end. And we've seen it from Tobias over and over again, the ultimate professional his teammates, his coaches call him the machine because of his ability to rather effortlessly put up a 25-7 and seven game um, and, and do it kind of quietly. Uh, but credit to Tobias for getting it done. Loved hearing Joel Embiid give Tobias Harris a lot of credit for what he was able to do last night. And we talk about the fourth quarter. We talk about Embiid. On the road in Boston, the start is as big as is as important as anything else. And Tobias had his head down and was and was going from the start of the game last night. So I thought that was huge. The first quarter was really good too. Great game from Tobias says at Kush Nup. Um, great game from Tobias when he's making quick decisions and pushing the pace. He's good. Will we see this Tobias more? I think so. I think again, and, and I'm not here to make excuses for anybody, and Tobias isn't making these types of excuses, but it's worth reminding everyone that he spent about two weeks away due to COVID. Then he spent time out with that hip injury. Then he spent time out getting sick again. This is someone who's really been through a lot physically and is still being able to come into big games and put up stat lines that look like himself before this terrible month health-wise for Tobias Harris. So when you ask, will we see more of this Tobias? I think you absolutely will. Should he manage to stay healthy from this point forward? Worth remembering that Tobias Harris is one of the most reliable players in this NBA. He almost never gets hurt. Over the last few seasons, he's missed some of the fewest games. He had a game, he had his season when he got traded to the Sixers. He actually played in 83 games because of how available he was for both of his teams and the time at which he was traded from the Clippers. So he's someone that is consistently relied upon to get out there and put up consistent numbers, be a machine. And I think a lot of the last couple of weeks, it's a hard it's a hard sample space to evaluate Tobias Harris because he's never had this much time away from the floor and certainly not during his time with the Sixers. So I think we, we will we will have to see more of this Tobias. Um, at NV Uxta, I don't know what that says, um, says, I think the Sixers should use more of Tyrese and use him as a second scoring, scoring option. What do you think? I agree. Tobias, I mean, sorry, rather, Tyrese Maxey last night out because of that left thigh contusion, right, Matt Murphy? Left quad contusion, rather. Um, and, and yes, once to, it's the same thing we just said with Tobias. When Tyrese is back to full health, you will see more of him. He's shown himself worthy of being a primary scoring option when Joel Embiid is off the floor and certainly a secondary one when Joel Embiid is on the floor. So unfortunately, a lot of our questions yield the same answer today, and it's health, health, health. Once the Sixers 
together can get healthy and once each individual player can get healthy, you'll start to see more productivity. It's pretty simple A to B for me, but this season has been unlike any other when you think of health and, and the idea of the team returning to full health cannot be assumed um, just because of everything that's going on. But considering everything that's going on, I've been impressed with some of the victories this team has been able to, no to notch this season. Um, and I think Sixers, have, Sixers fans have a lot to be hopeful about should the team find its way back to full health. Because earlier I talked about Andre Drummond and, and George Niang's tweets, I would like to maybe close with those and pick one or two of our favorites. I'm going to just say that Andre's run of tweets or thread of tweets congratulating his teammates after the Every game. Every teammate got an individual yeah, so tweet. I the funny part awesome. about that, and, <laughs> and maybe somebody can let him know, that it doesn't show up on his timeline when he doesn't put the period before the player's handle. But So maybe Correct. these didn't get as much shine <laughs> as they should have. But after the game... Most people probably saw the um, Embiid tweet from Andre Drummond, the tweet about Embiid, 41, 10, 4, 3, and 5, at Joel Embiid. Four emojis and then sheesh. And then <laughs> the ones that might have flown under the radar were my favorite. It was a run of tweets at Tobias31, hell of a game, brother, at S.Curry, way to run the point, exclamation point, at Matisse Thibel, lock emoji, enough said, at D Green underscore fourteen, big shot sniper, water gun emoji. <laughs> what Incredible. a what a string of tweets. And then George was fired up on to his everybody. account too. But that was that was so funny. Really good stuff from I the agree. guys. We have had some really good extra couch commentary. Um, some commentary from guys that are unfortunately being forced to watch at home this season. We've seen it around the league. It's been a pleasure to watch Ja Morant watch his team. He's one that I've followed along with over the last couple of weeks, but of course, hoping that all of these guys can get back out onto the floor because it's what they want. It's what we want. Um, and this, of course, an unprecedented season and an unprecedented time. Um, I wanted to call attention to just one more stat map before we start to wrap it up. Uh, Tim Bontemps last night per ESPN Stats and Info. Joel Embiid, Seth Curry, and Tobias Harris combined 92 points was the most by any trio of teammates in a regular season game this season. Any trio of teammates this season. And it was Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, and Joel Embiid combining for 92 last night in Boston on a severely undermanned night against a team that they really wanted to get back at after that first game in Boston when the team fell by just a point, 88-87, in what was a pretty ugly one last night, a much more exciting one and, and a much better one down the stretch for the 76ers, as was the case in that first game in Boston. They went on to play Atlanta next, and they won against Atlanta next. So the Sixers, with the same opportunity this week to play Boston and then Atlanta, two of their biggest rivals back-to-back, -back, but of course this time hosting the Atlanta Hawks at home instead of visiting them. I am looking forward to that one, Matt Murphy. That trio, Joel, Tobias, and Seth, it was the first time as Sixers, well, I guess it would only, the only case it could be is as Sixers that they've all scored 25 points or more in the same game. They've scored 20 or more together four, well, four times, including last night, but so impressive for them to all score above like what we normally see from them so they'll look to keep that going and it was a great team win against the Celtics last night for the Sixers because this point in the NBA season has taken a lot of G League players and brought them into the mix I think worth noting on the way out the Blue Coats are playing again today in Vegas and the prize for the G League Showcase Cup is $100,000 
and they're two wins away. So they play the South Bay Lakers today, and you can watch it on ESPNU at 5 Eastern. So Kobe Carl, the Bluecoats first-year coach, coaching against his former G League team, the, the Lakers affiliate, today in the semifinals of the G League Showcase Cup. After this event, the records will reset for the regular season, and we'll be back at Chase Fieldhouse on December 28th in a week's time. But the Bluecoats look to keep it going today. So if you need your Sixers, Phil, check that out on ESPNU later today. That should be a fun one to watch. Although they're without some of the Sixers guys who were called to Boston. But no matter who they've had this year, they've been finding ways to win. So support the Sixers program by checking out the Bluecoats later today. I will be watching along. Matt Murphy, everybody who's in here, thank you so much. We love doing Twitter spaces, hoping to do a few more in the holiday season ahead. As always, if you haven't followed Matt Murphy yet, please make sure you're doing that. He's at the top of the um, icons on this space. If you click on the space and you click on Matt's icon, go ahead and give him a follow. As always, if you need or want to ask us any questions, Sixers off today, likely we'll have some sort of practice or team event tomorrow to prepare for Thursday when they will be back. We will hope to be back with you on Friday. Between now and Friday though, if you have any questions, hit my icon, hit Matt's icon, hit us in the DMs so we can start with your questions from today on Friday. We appreciate all the feedback also that you guys give us. If you don't want questions to be read on the air, you can just give us your feedback. Let us know what you want to hear more of, what you want to see more of. Matt and I are going to continue with our Instagram live content and, and any other content that you guys think would be helpful as the season goes along. It's our job to make sure you guys are getting exactly what you want from your Sixers. So I would love, love, love to hear any feedback that you have about what we've been doing, what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of, what you like, what you don't like. We appreciate all the feedback that you have. And if you're not already following at Lauren M. Rosen, follow her. She'll follow follow you back as her 1,000th following. So she'll get over to uh, 1,000. She she told me that behind the scenes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, No, No promises on that. But Lauren maybe I will. Is... Maybe the next person to slide in, I'll just I'll just hit follow back just to round up that number. You, I didn't realize you have to do it. You have to do it eventually. You have to go from nine ninety nine to one thousand. So who's it gonna be? I I actually falsely promised that. But if Lauren Lauren is a nice person and a great follow, so somehow if you're not already following her, please do. Thanks, Matt. You're the best. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks as always for listening to Twitter Spaces. We love doing this with you guys. Today we didn't really veer too far off the beaten path with the Sixers, but we're going to go ahead and make sure that we do that next time. But for today, glad we got to recap such an exciting victory. Again, the Sixers topped the Celtics last night, and we hope to be back with you after a Sixers win on Friday. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations 
and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America, and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on Easy Mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.